overwhelm us. Just think about that with me for a moment. How about our country right now? Maybe grief that you recently experienced or guilt or worry or perhaps your finances and financial situation. Maybe a health need. How about Christmas time? We could feel overwhelmed by that. We're going to read the story this morning of a young girl who must have felt overwhelmed. Her story is found in Luke's gospel, the first chapter, verses 26 through 28. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. And will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, I want you to picture this scene in your mind of this young teenage girl, probably about 13 or 14 years old. Yes, girls married young then. In Bible times, marriages were often arranged, sometimes by a matchmaker, usually by the parents. So Joseph would have been, I'm guessing here, but probably in his 20s. So Mary must have felt overwhelmed by that fact alone overwhelmed by the thought of an upcoming marriage. And so then the angel appears to her and says what we read. So put yourself in Mary's shoes this morning. How would you have felt as a young teenage girl? You probably would have thought, how am I going to explain this? Explain this to Joseph. Would he believe me? Would you believe her if you were Joseph to her parents? Dad, I'm pregnant, and God's the father. So the neighbors, you know how neighbors are. She's going to start showing eventually, and they're going to notice and want details. You know, mobs could stone a woman who they suspected committed adultery then. She must have been overwhelmed by all sorts of emotions, like worry. What will people think? Like fear. The fear of being criticized and questioned, even killed. Confusion. 
How is a young teen going to process something like this? Inadequacy. It's hard enough thinking about being a wife and also a mother immediately afterward and the mother of the Son of God. I saw a cartoon and it showed two moms riding on two camels. And on the rumps of the camels were bumper stickers. On one said, my son is an honor student. And the other said, my son is God. So what should you do when you feel overwhelmed? Do what Mary did. She responded amazingly well. So whether it's debt today or guilt or fear of death, a bad marriage, stress at school or work, do what Mary did. What do you usually do when you're overwhelmed? Oftentimes, it's the opposite of what Mary did. But when you're overwhelmed, remember this. God could just about be ready to do a miracle in your life. So if you feel overwhelmed today, I almost want to say congratulations. Watch for God and what he's going to do next. But what did Mary do when she felt overwhelmed? We can do these same things. First thing she did. Let go of the need to control the situation. Let go of the need to control the situation. Easier said than done, right? The more overwhelmed we feel, often we redouble our efforts to control. We really micromanage. We use all our willpower to try to correct or change the problem. Parents do it all the time. Our kids do something that throws us for a loop. And then we react. We say, I'm going to nip this in the bud right now. And we push back twice as hard trying to control. Then we get all stressed out by the micromanaging we just brought on ourselves. We fail and feel all the more overwhelmed. A lot of life is beyond our control. We can't figure everything out. There's more mystery to life than we would like to admit. And God certainly doesn't explain everything to us. He doesn't reveal the future for us. So we must live by faith. In verse 34, she says, how will this be? I can't figure it out. It's an impossible situation. And the angel reminds her nothing is impossible with God. How? We ask that a lot. How will I ever get all this done? How will I make that payment? How will I get him to notice me and love me? How? Now, Mary didn't doubt the angel by asking how. She didn't say, well, there's no way that's ever going to happen. But how can this be? That's different. People today wonder how a virgin could have a baby. And the angel did not explain it scientifically. He just says, God will do it. Don't sweat it. Put it in God's hands. Let him handle it. So whatever's bugging you today is probably because you're trying to control the situation. Remember, it's out of your control, and that's okay. But it isn't out of God's control, so you can trust him. And that's exactly what she did. Did you notice verse 38? She said, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. God, you're going to have to do it. It's hard to let go of control, isn't it? Especially for some of you control freaks out there. If only you could control everything. 
things would go so well. I know that's what you think. If only I could control everything my family did, man, life would be great. If only I could control the government, what they do, man, life would be great. And when things don't go your way, you get mad, don't you? I know a little bit about that. So God put this verse in the Bible just for you and me. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Trust God. Don't try and figure it out because God is unfigureoutable. I don't know if that's a word. But let go of trying to control the situation. Psalm 138.8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. The Lord's going to fulfill my purpose for me? No, his purpose for me. So what is God's purpose or plan like? The letter A. God's plan is always bigger than my plan. All Mary wanted to do was get married, have kids, have a nice little house with a white picket fence in the suburbs, drive a Honda Odyssey minivan. That's really all she wanted. But God says, how about the Messiah of the world come through you? See, you have no clue this morning all that God wants to do in you and through you. So what if you sold out for him, surrendered everything to him, were totally committed? So be like Mary. Lord, I'm your servant. Do whatever you want to do. God's plan is always bigger than your plan. B, God's plan is always harder than your plan. More difficult, more confusing. I mean, who would choose this plan? I wouldn't. To be misunderstood, doubted, possibly rejected, certainly criticized, hated maybe. Who, who would choose to ride 70 miles on a donkey's back being very pregnant and give birth in the lower level of a home with the animals, no hospitals, no doctor, just some cows and Joseph. Why does it always have to be so hard? Because God wanted to fulfill a promise that he had made 700 years earlier. Isaiah said it. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Micah 5, 2, but you, O Bethlehem, Epaphrath, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Mary wasn't being ambushed. God had planned this centuries before. Nothing happens by accident. God always has a purpose in every pain. God uses the bad things in your life to bring good things. Think about all the good has resulted from the cross of Jesus Christ. And the letter C, God's plan is better than my plan. It's always better than my plan. Because God has an eternal perspective. We think in the here and now, this moment, our immediate comfort while God will sometimes sacrifice the short term for the long term. Pain now, character later. Suffering now, 
blessings forever. God uses this life to prepare us for the next. We only think of the next moment. And when you're overwhelmed, pray. Prayer will bring you an eternal perspective. Well, what else can we do when we're overwhelmed? Something Mary did. Let others help you. Let others help you. When we try and control the situation, we usually shut others out. But when we let go, others then can come in and help us. I have a tendency when I'm overwhelmed to pull in, to withdraw, to isolate, to get quiet. If not physically, then certainly emotionally. I hunker in my bunker. And people do that all the time regarding church. They go through a crisis, and in the middle of the crisis, they withdraw from everybody. They stop going to church. They stop fellowshipping with other believers. The very time they need their brothers and sisters in Christ, they isolate. Then they blame the church for, where's the church? Why isn't nobody here to help me? Verse 36, the angel mentions Elizabeth. In verse 39, beyond what we read, Mary goes and visits Elizabeth. She was Mary's cousin. They were cousins. She was a godly woman. She married to a priest. She was older, more mature. She would give Mary wise advice. And she was pregnant, too, so she could relate. Her pregnancy was miraculous like Mary's. She had been barren, but now John the Baptist was in her womb. She could totally relate to Mary. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, reach out. To whom? Well, to a mature Christian, no matter what their age. They'll pray for you and give you good advice. You can reach out to an older Christian. They have much life experience that they can share with you. You'll gain from their experience and what they've learned. Find someone who's going through or has gone through what you're going through, and they'll mentor you. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. We need each other. We need the church. We need a Sunday school class, a life group, a support group like Grief Share, a Bible study. You will go through hardships and problems in this life. They're guaranteed. So why go through them alone? I encourage you today to take a risk and reach out to someone. You need support. And you initiate it. Don't just sit back and think it's going to magically happen. People are not mind readers. They probably don't know what you're going through. Galatians 6, 2 says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. The third thing to do when you feel overwhelmed is let God give you strength. Let God give you strength. Let That means you have a decision to make. Have you ever heard God helps those who help themselves? You know, I've been looking for that in the Bible for years. I just can't find it anywhere. 
Though people have told me that's in the Bible. No, Ben Franklin said it. We think it's biblical. You know what is biblical? If you have a need that others will help you and God will help you. So you just need to reach out your arms and receive it. That's okay. How do I receive God's strength? Do what Mary did. The first thing she did, letter A there, praise God. She praised God. Luke 1, 46 to 47. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. In the midst of being overwhelmed, Mary praised and her praise has a name, the Magnificat. My soul magnifies in Latin. Give God thanks for all he does for you. When you praise him, his presence comes. I encourage you to come to the gatherings like Sunday morning gathering and praise God with the corporate worshipers. There's nothing else like it. It strengthens your spirit and brings God's presence. Something else Mary did that you can do is ponder the word. You'll get strength. Ponder the word. Luke 2.19 But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Mary had a practice of meditating on the scriptures. She spent time with God in the word. She thought about the word. She acted on it. Mary's song is verses 46 to 55, if you want to read that later. In that song of Mary's, she quotes scripture like crazy. Remember, she's a teenager, probably a young teen, And she knows the Bible. May that be an inspiration to our teens and to our adults. God's word is a source of strength for you. Read it daily and apply it in your life. The word of God gives you wisdom. It tells you what's real and what isn't. What's true and what's not. What's important and what's not important. When you're overwhelmed, it's so easy to be deceived. You need truth. The word of God gives clarity. Worship and the word are resources that Mary availed herself of. And you can, too, when you feel overwhelmed. And I'm sure that there's someone in this room today that's feeling overwhelmed. It's Christmas time, after all. Overwhelmed with busyness, with excitement, with grief, with loneliness, with worry. Do what Mary did. Let go trying to be in control. Let others help you. And let God give you strength. Let's pray. Lord, what a great example Mary is. No wonder you chose her. So mature for her age. She knew to trust you. Even though she could not understand what was going on in her life. And sometimes we can't either. We can always trust you. We can throw our cares on you because you care for us. You assure us that you will never leave us or forsake us. That you are there and you care. So, Lord, I would pray for anyone that feels overwhelmed today, no matter for what reason, that you would give them peace. You would assure them of your great love and care. Help us, Lord, not to walk out of here with the burdens that we brought in, but to leave them and give them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand.